I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up y'all, it's your boy Hilliard Guest And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room but we keep it real, we keep opinion, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 2023, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, on this show we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out today, and we got a dope-ass show for y'all. So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. Yes. <clears throat> So you hear his voice, the little homie in the building. Yes, big bro. <laughs> Jamil Akeem O'Quinn, writer himself, uh, uh, performer, dancer, <laughs> actor. I go, how many jobs you got in mind? You know, I got 13 jobs. <laughs> Look, now I'm a professor, too, at L.A. Oh, Valley College. So, really? yeah, I'm really teaching good. in their certificate program. Um their uh, gigs and entertainment careers. Um, what, is it, what does that cover? What's that? So it covers pretty much the script to screen process okay. and providing an opportunity for students at the community college level to hone their skills um, and being able to understand the script to screen process and the many jobs that are part yes. of that process um, to give I've, them I've an understanding. Eighty percent of them. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right, right. And maybe not eighty on my side, but probably I'm probably at like twenty five percent. But I'm sure my goal is to get up to eighty percent as the years pass by. So yeah, so adding professor in there now um, to really give back to students that you know all they need or that need the information while concurrently just like. You know where? Where is this college? Where is that? Uh, it's in uh, the valley. Uh, I think it's considered Van Nuys, so mm-hmm. right around the corner from where I stay, mm-hmm. uh, L.A. Valley College. You know, oh and yeah, it's, I've been there. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I shot in that that room, you guys. There's like a production, like soundstage, yes, little thing yep. there. Because mm-hmm, yeah, I know, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still there, but the the guy who used to run that department okay, would okay. allow me to like whenever Use I needed the to shoot. Yeah. And they have, they, they have like some, it's a hidden gem because they have some good facilities. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know. Listen, I'm all about bringing in guests. Like I have people from NCIS LA that are on the list, like ADs every, you know, because it's about learning all the different jobs. So I really take a vocational approach. um, And then as students learn what these jobs are, and then I do things like, doing what I call giving them a Twitter film to shoot where, you know, setting them up in groups so that they kind of get their experience of 
doing the script to screen process in a very short form. So yeah, yeah. That, no, that's, <laughs> all of those things are good practices. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm on a lot of panels and stuff like that all right. the time. Right. So <clears throat> I can't tell you every time I turn around yeah. and I get off a panel, somebody yeah. comes up to yeah. me and goes, well, I really want to do it, but I don't know how this yeah, and this. Yeah, yeah. And seven times out of ten, they're with a friend who's taking a photo while they're talking to me. Right. And I'll say, right. I'll say this. Watch right. This, watch this. I'll say, uh, so you see your friend over there? They'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, I bet that bitch is good with a camera. <laughs> I'll say it just like, you know how I talk. I'm and not, I, you know what I mean? I talk like the kids do today. I said, right. I, bet, I bet that bitch is good with a camera. Right, right. I go, you'd be surprised the shit she probably could shoot. Exactly. Yes, she's yes. not a cinematographer. Right. But you're not trying to get an Oscar. You're trying right. to practice to get right. good at it. Right. She already right. has a natural eye. I bet she mm-hmm. can frame shit like a motherfucker mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. like, start there. Yep. You'd be surprised. Yep. Yeah. And so speaking of panels, um, it's this is kind of nostalgic for me because the first time that... I saw you and was just like, kind of like fanboying. Well, fanboying because it was just like, I you were like the first time I saw you, I saw myself being able to, to make it teary eyed to make shit. it in this business. <laughs> it was at a panel that you were hosting. Hmm. Um, it was through the LA Film Festival, like the film independent panel that they had at. Was it at the DGA? theater or the uh, wga theater Mm -hmm. it was 2018 it was definitely pre-pandemic uh and you're on a panel and i just remember you had fly shoes um (laughs) i got these old things (laughs) you had fly shoes and sneakers 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 sneakers, right (laughs) kicks and so i was just like you know you were sharing your story sharing you know in your introduction what brought you to uh, writing mm-hmm. and that was the first time that you know I introduced myself then I started to research He's you following the brother everywhere and, and then I was just like <laughs> talking about the power of just representation and seeing yourself in the narrative mm-hmm. so that you know that you are worthy and have like a place within the narrative for sure, for sure. um so being able to sit across from you at this moment is almost like surreal. Oh, you can make your brother cry. Because shit. it just <laughs> reminds me of like one, the power of manifestation, but also the power of just believing, hustling, yep. being relentless. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Cause this is, this is for real, like mm-hmm. an honor. Uh, but let me just say this yeah. right quick. So we were talking off camera mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. about Saeed. Yeah. Crumpler. Yeah. Yes. yes. All y'all motherfuckers know who listen to the show. Yes. <clears throat> Enamored overall, with him. I'm got, like, wow. What is overall <laughs> deal going on right now with Sony killing yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but you remind me of him mm. in a different way mm-hmm. in the in the context of, and I, and I said this to Saeed on one, he's been on my show like five, six mm-hmm. times, but there was one episode where I was talking to him and I said, you're one of those people mm-hmm. and you have the same mm-hmm. thing. There are certain people in the industry where you want to go out of your way to help them. Mm. Some people you like, mm. yeah, keep working on it. Right? Yeah. And some yeah. people you like, yeah. come here, bitch, let me show you how to do this. <laughs> right? I got you. Yeah. And, and you have that aura about you where, Thank like, you. You, every time I talk to you, like, oh, I got this mentor or I got this whatever, yeah. Yeah. I'm never surprised. Yeah. You know Thank what I mean? Thank you. Because Thank you. you do the work. Thank right? you. And that's yeah. the thing about Saeed, you know, yeah. to, to yeah. sidebar about him 
<clears throat> every time you talk to him, he yeah. is working on something. Yeah. He is yeah, just yeah. going to lunch with yeah. somebody. Yeah. He is constantly yes. networking. He's yeah. not waiting for Hollywood to come to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 And and that's one thing I feel like the people I have people that I study and people that I research and people that you know, especially for us baby writers, there are blueprints out there. And it's about being proact and with this technocracy that we live in, you can get access to people's blueprint yeah. at the drop of a dime. Right. So there's for me, I told myself, Jamil, there's no excuse right. for you not to at least be a diehard student of people's craft and process. Like, so I have my totems. Yes, there's the Shonda Rhimes, the Ryan Murphys, and the Kenya Barrises on the grand, grand, grandiose scale, but also studying you and Ramallah Muhammad and Ben Watkins and Janine Sherman. I always want to make sure I get her name right because I'm like, I think it's Barra, right? Barwa. Barwa. And 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 Chris uh uh Turner Turner Towner Towner Turner. And there's people across the board that have done the work that have spoken on podcasts, mm -hmm. Steve Harper, mm -hmm. Teresa Huang. And it's just like, and they're there and their words are yeah. accessible. Mm -hmm. So study that and, and infuse their words into your journey in a way that helps. So that way it's just like, you're not feeling like you have to reinvent everything. Oh, and then of course, with the writer's room, like Nicole Levy, her ah, book yes. is like my new Bible. Yes. Her, uh, before her was uh, Carol Kirshner, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Carol Kirshner. Yeah, Kirsh Carol Kirshner's book. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many resources. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, giving big ups to Saeed. Mm -hmm. I feel like in coming into conversation with people <clears throat> that, that just really want stories to get told right. because you know, in a world that's so unfortunately broken and full of war and hurt and pain, the power of story mm -hmm. is like, to me, it's magic. Here's the interesting magic. thing that you're talking about that I appreciate is all all those names you named, mm -hmm. whether it was Janine mm -hmm. or, or, or mm -hmm. uh, forgive me, you listed a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I know, I'm so went sorry. Out, <laughs> went out of my head. Uh, all people we all know. Yeah, right, right. And, right. and they all are giver backs, mm. so if that makes sense, right? You have those people. There's plenty yeah. of people we both know yeah. them, yeah, who are at the top, right? Who right. are not really pulling you back, right. and when they right. are, they're right. pulling you back for themselves, right? Right. Those yeah. other people you listed, mm -hmm. right? Whether mm -hmm. it's like you said, Ben, Anthony mm -hmm. Sparks, mm -hmm. all those type mm -hmm. of cats. Uh, that's are, another one, Anthony Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, um, yeah, we can go down a whole list of people, yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. Latoya Morgan. I mean, we could just keep going. And so, but all yeah. these people that you and I, Charles Murray, like mm -hmm. all these people mm -hmm. are still bringing people back. Yes. And you yeah. see why they have the longevity. Yeah. Malcolm Spellman, yeah. you see the longevity. We yes. could just keep going. Keep you going. I mean? Keep going. going. Yeah. And so, and you see the people who are there mm -hmm. who are living the life that you think. Yes. And you know yeah. this. Being, you know, seven years old as you are, um, <laughs> <laughs> little, little young self. Um, the internet yeah. is a fascinating place. Yes. Now, there was no internet yes. when I was writing, and mm -hmm. you know, I think mm -hmm. I think you know, like you, we both mm -hmm. are former dancers, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and I don't always say that I'm a dancer, right? And right. 
because people put a, a, a you know they, they a stigma on that. There is stigma. Yes, so I, I yes. usually go to the fact of using that I was more of a triple threat than mm-hmm. that I was a dancer. But I was one of those few dancers like you mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I could do hip hop right. and right and Broadway ballet and Broadway. Exactly, what do you, you know need? What I mean? yeah. So. And but at the time when I was doing it, yeah. I was killing people. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. everybody right. couldn't do it all. You were either really good in theater, dance, and Broadway, or really right. good in the street. Right. And I right. came from the street, so of course I could do them both. Listen, you know what I'm okay. So I know you know what I'm talking about. And that's one of the things that you talked about on the panel that I was just like, yes, this hood kid from Compton that is trained in opera and loves Leontine Price and Marin <laughs> Anderson and George Shirley. Tell him, tell him. You right. know, and who was always kind of like, like on the margins of the margins, but found power there. Yeah. Like that's one thing about you that I was just like, I was like, yes, yes. And I was just like, you were my big brother before, like, <laughs> you even knew it. <laughs> so, yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. But no, no, what, where I was going with all this was, well, just thinking back mm-hmm. on what you're saying, though. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the rant room. We just go off on right. some shit. Right. Um, but piggyback, piggybacking mm-hmm. off what you're just saying, though, see, that's the thing, though, that, that I hear a lot from, mm-hmm. let's just say, brothers like yourself mm-hmm. and I. Mm-hmm. Both of us are, you know, gay, mm-hmm. queer brothers. Right, right. Yeah. It's not yeah. too many of us. Right. in the industry right. who right. are open who mm-hmm. are living their best lives mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like you mentioned Steve Harper you know right. Corey Jones. Yes. there's a few of us out there and then you know yeah. Mike Gallo I mean mm-hmm. there's a few of us mm-hmm. out there doing and yes. I'm missing a lot of names so yes. Don't, yes. don't don't beat like, me up don't on crucify it no. I'm just throwing out <laughs> names that are here yeah. in my brain cells <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, so you're at least see, Larry Andrews, mm-hmm. like you're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of us now. It used to just be Larry Andrews, yeah. you know, yeah. and like nobody else who yeah. was comfortable enough to come out and say yeah. who they are, yeah. you know, and be yeah. strong about it. <clears throat> and I just learned, um, you know, I talked to writers a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, going mm-hmm. on that interview and things like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I figured out probably over 20 years ago, the best thing that happened to me mm-hmm. when I started writing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was... The pressure, and you know this from mm-hmm. being a performer, mm-hmm. the pressure I had of it being known that I was a gay person was so much heavier when I cut that part out of myself and went from performer to behind the screen. Mm-hmm. The relief, so I was able to go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, my, my mm-hmm. husband, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. my, it, mm-hmm. I throw it away. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and so yeah. they could deal with it early. Yes. As opposed to you hanging with me five times before I finally tell you I'm gay. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Tell yourself. Preaching to the choir. No, I'm I'm like, it's church up in here now. Right? Everybody. Right, right, right. Everybody, you know. Yeah, I am a Pentecostal PK, meaning like, well, I was not Pentecostal now, but my parents are ministers in the Pentecostal church yeah. still. So we were, we were apostolic church, Pentecostals. Uh, yeah, yeah, church church does happen in different ways now. But <laughs> um, but yeah, that is very true. It's it has been empowering empower powering mm-hmm. to be able to be so like free in that space right. because especially growing up in a church and you know. Pentecostal is not an easy denomination. Like it's hashtag rules, right? (laughs) Hashtag laws, hashtag holiness or hell. And so (laughs) fear, fear. It is literally like a journey that presents a version of God that is driven by fear. But yet it's like, 
you know, and I went to divinity school and mm-hmm. worked through that trauma. But yet I saw the Jesus in the text mm. that were that was doing miracles and miraculous things that created healing that stemmed from love. So what I was reading and what, what I was studying wasn't aligned with what was being taught. And mm. so I feel bringing it back to writing the powerful thing for me in in the writing process and as part of like everything that I write and these fish out of water stories that I'm so enamored with Mm -hmm. is that, you know, um, I'm able to navigate real tensions that people live with in an honest way and in an authentic way that I was not able to do Mm -hmm. as a performer in front of the yeah. on stage or yeah. in front of the screen and it's not that you weren't good because you were a working you know dancer <laughs> right. and actor right. and so, so let's, let's, get it <laughs> right. let's say let's not get it twisted you were actually working you weren't yeah. trying to get a job right right <laughs> and, we, and then when we you know transition into ncisla i also was able to act on the show oh, you in got a season on the 13 show. Oh. i was detective michael mcneil um, oh that's right i forgot about that yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you know a little a little quick cameo right, but right. you know it was it's one of those things that to me that is the power of writing that Mm. is the power of being on this side and also um being able to produce uh you know produce the episode as well and thinking about like um my uncle ralph bunch who was the first black man to win a a nobel peace prize (laughs) he said in a quote if you want to get an idea across wrap it within a person Mm. put that idea within a person if you want to get it across and for me part of the power and the beauty of writing and and then also producing the episode is our ideas that were on the page and that are on the page we were able to be part of the process of the casting process of the wardrobe process of the scene design set design um um, also, you know, uh, we had very minor stunts in our episode, but mm-hmm. also a part of that so that our ideas are encased in a human being mm-hmm. that gets to live in someone's home. Mm. And, you know, CBS, many of the audiences, middle America. Yep. And so I was able and we were both able to infuse our humanity to place them in homes that I'm almost sure mm. they don't live in on a day to day you know (laughs) so to me that's that's also like you know that's what drives me that's like one of my north stars Mm -hmm. in everything that i do with writing so i know i kind of got off no no you can get off on nothing (laughs) um because i want to talk to you about nci yeah so i'm glad you got into that but just backtracking for a quick sec is um um fuck i had a thought and then i forgot it that quick see that's what we call the rant room all right well let's just talk about this then right okay It'll come back. How did you how did you get to NCIS? How did that come? Through? Okay, so um, I was you know in film school at Loyola Marymount getting my MFA in screenwriting, mm-hmm. and the showrunner's assistant, um, his daughter in law too, showrunner's assistant. Who runs that now? Ilum- it's, not, it's not Kyle. Is it who? Uh, Scott Gimmel. Oh, Scott, Scott Gimmel. Oh, we'll get Scott to Gimmel Kyle. is running NCIS. Yeah. NCISLA, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. We'll get to Kyle because that is he holds a special place in my heart. Is a shit. Oh my gosh, Kyle Haramoto, Frank Military. Mm -hmm. 
I'll get to them because okay. they 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 are a part of a holy grail that is un- oh, but yeah. So she came to our department to say, hey, we have an opening for a showrunner's assistant position. Do mm-hmm. you have any referrals? Yeah. So I was part of that referral group, interviewed with her, then interviewed with Scott, mm-hmm. and I didn't get the showrunner's assistant position, but I got the writer's PA position. Okay. And so the interesting thing was, like, for me, I was just like. You're in the room, though. I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. like I get to be part of a show before I even graduate, which (laughs) I was like, whatever it is, let's go. Um, And then the interesting thing was then I got the job and we were kind of, you know, in the COVID environment. Mm -hmm. So my writer's PA experience was very different than. Oh, so you guys were on Zoom. Yeah, we were on Zoom Ish. Yeah, we were on okay. Zoom for yeah the first year we were on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Let me stop. We're on Zoom, <clears throat> so it was very interesting though because what I did was like how I did when I was working like in finance and just in any other job. Mm-hmm. I literally and when I was an intern at CAA, I was like, can I get an informational interview on Zoom hmm. with Kyle, with Frank Military, with all of the exactly writers, like and so I literally just set to get their thoughts, their advice on just how to be successful in this role that I have um, so that it opens up doorways and passageways to get to a a Scott Gimmel Mm -hmm. level uh, eventually. And, you know, so I did that. And then it was just like, okay, I'm going to be great at this job. I don't care if I have to order crew treats. I don't (laughs) care if, but... In that position, because we were on Zoom, I was able to sit in like shadow Frank Military, our number two, Mm -hmm. who took me under his wing and like I read all the scripts. I went back and uh, not just got the um, saw the the produced episodes, but I had a whole canon of written scripts that I then would go back to and break down and just pretty much analyze how the beats were created and how the stories were broken. And I was just doing that on my own. And then I would go and watch the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I specifically per Kyle selected, you know, certain writers of all levels to just watch their episode re-break their scripts, break down their beats, and seeing if what I came up with Mm -hmm. matched, you know, their beat sheets, Mm -hmm. matched their story Mm -hmm. areas. And so um, I just used it as like my playground. While you're being paid. Right. Exactly. On the job film school. And then our uh, script coordinator, who I call call him Mama Jimmy, he was like, (laughs) You should ask Frank if you can shadow him. Mind mm-hmm. you, this is within like a month and a half in, right? And I well, was that's like, early, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Two months in, yeah, two, or, yeah, two months in. Mm-hmm. Still early, still yeah. very early though. So I asked, and I hadn't met Frank like face to face. Knew he was so amazing, and I, I, I had read previous scripts, so loved his writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, oh, and Scott is one that wants everybody to win. So they're like, of course. Right. So 
as a you know PA, I literally followed him and shadowed him from the complete script to screen process, ah, nice. post production, yeah. mix, mm-hmm. edit, like everything. Nice. I was on set, and my thing is, so you got to do the tone meeting, everything, everything, nice. tone meeting, yeah. casting. So I shadowed first, and when I was on set. I approach this from, I call it my Jay Shetty model, is it's okay and it's actually an esteemed thing to look at everything as an opportunity to serve. So I said, Frank will never be thirsty for water. He will never not have coffee. He will always have his food, like, ready for him i will always check up on like i literally approached it from a place of service while concurrently everywhere he was and and you have to read the room Mm -hmm. like i actually you know requested like is it okay if when you're reading the words with the actors can i be right there like what's the proximity that you're comfortable with and he was like love it and and literally so I was just like right there reading the words and then he would then turn to me because he knew I was a performer Mm -hmm. and then just first time shadowing, asking me questions Hmm. of like, you know, what I thought, like engaging me in the process. And so I was just like, I do that with the assistant. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. When I have like meetings or notes meetings or Mm -hmm. whatever, and I know they have notes, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, so Jamil, tell them what you were saying, whatever. And I was like. Oh, I yeah. get to speak? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bitch, speak. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. And so, and and I was just like, from the first shadow moment, I realized like, this is an opportunity and the culture that has been set up is that you, like I could get the as much out of this experience mm-hmm. as I wanted If I continue to do the work, continue to be a student of the show, continue to um, request to be inserted in spaces. um, You have to to ask. If you don't, then nobody's going to think about bringing you. You know, and so I was like, I became a student of the show. And I have to give it, uh, give props to Teresa Huang, who I met through Hollywood Mm -hmm. Here. And Mm -hmm. she was just like, I see that you're going to be with the show. Mm -hmm. She got on Zoom with me and gave me like some tips of just how to like find a way your strength that makes you essential for the show. I knew I from from childhood, my mom's a Ph.D. scholar. I was a kid in her Ph.D. coursework classes from childhood. I have been a researcher Mm. down. I'm talking about and when I say researcher, I'm talking about when I was in divinity school, I was like learning. I learned Hebrew, Greek and Aramaic so I could research Mm. the text in like their natural forms. I was McNair scholar. I was like, that is that is. I know That's that is my thing. Mm-hmm. Ask me to do something and not only will I research it, but and giving, you know, Kyle props. He said, it's one thing to just give a flub and pages and pages of research. He said, the best thing that you can do as a lower level PA, writer's assistant, staff mm-hmm. writer, eventually, whatever, is save the people above you time <laughs> and he sent me he did a response because one thing that my first thing i did i was like i just gave so much information mm-hmm. he was like great but what can i do with that right. and so he was just like 
bullet points of what are the most important things and then headlines head, yeah. yeah and then from there and then from there how could we you know this is where you know pas writers assistants when you get these you know researchers <laughs> you get these opportunities to probably like do soft pitches, how we could potentially use this yep. and just a few bullet points. Mm -hmm. And then that shows an essential skill that's needed for every single show. Right. Um, and then I realized what made me like my superpower that I brought to the room was entrenched in what is the strong point of my own writing process. Mm. In my own writing process, I love research. I, in my pilots, I love research, 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 because it just gives me like a pool of information to yeah. just draw on. And I realized that- And to become kind of an expert at something. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I feel like kind of welcomed me into like Frank's, you know, like pod or bubble. Mm -hmm. It's just like, then he would just turn to me like, hey, do you know anything? like? can you look this up for me and research yeah. that? Or, And then the cool thing is then on set, um, Eric Pott, great, amazing first AD, mm -hmm. would then bring me in because mm. he was directing and then say, we're going to shoot this long shot and we're going to use this or long lens because this is what we're trying to wow. convey in the they story. They really took that time to do that? First time on set, two months in as a writer's PA. And that's why I'm saying like, because usually people are just there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's a great team. When I but tell you. That's, that machine's been going for fucking yes. 17 seasons. This was the whatever, 13th season, whatever. right? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, and that was one thing that Kyle told me as well. He was just like, you know, we're at, you're coming in at 13. Yeah. Who knows if there'll be a 14th? <laughs> so every single day on this job, you need to treat, like you have access to all of the episodes dig in right. and I like dug in and so you know this is what they were saying on set so I'm learning within my first two months mm. of how to write and produce the episodes because of course as support staff I'm proofing every script mm -hmm. you know I'm doing the cast sets for mm -hmm. you know all of the script publishings so being able to just understand this process I'm just like okay I see that this is a culture and this show is a culture that wants people to learn the skills that they need right. to move up. Mm. And That's, you said the main word. Mm -hmm. That's the operative word. Go ahead. Go to ahead. move up, yep. you know, and and I know like I know that um, after that first first time of shadowing Frank, I was just like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. this is this is film school in action no no i love lmu love like how it affirmed my voice but there's a learning that happened and began to happen on this show that i was just like it was completely invaluable within the, the first two months i always say that film school is fundamentals yes you know what Tools. I mean? Tools, yeah. Yeah, at least you, it allows you so that when you walk on a set, mm -hmm. you understand what everything is. Yeah. You yeah. know what the departments are. Yep. You know how to work within them. Yep. Now you get there, right. and the machine right. is moving a little bit differently. Right. And it's because right. of the way things are turned around. Exactly. And it's all moving like a machine. Yes. And that's yes. where you go, oh, 
So I've been here and I know what this is like. Now I mm-hmm. need to now mm-hmm. I need to understand the language of how right. to make this work. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that I yes. can fit in and understand yes. that's that department. That's what they right. do. I right. don't move that. Right. <laughs> At all. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. I want to yes. keep keep your thought on the mm-hmm. on this uh producing the episode thing. Okay. We'll, we'll yeah. circle back yeah. on that. Okay. So um um, as I told you, I've been staffing these two shows, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we had to also had to help staff the support staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I did, and mm-hmm. I, I had some of the um, assistants listen to me when I interviewed some of the yeah. um, support staff, and I said, so this is the writers' PA and the PAs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I got to the to the PAs, each of them, I would say this, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Oh, I didn't even know you could do that." Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I would say. If I were running the show, mm-hmm. here's the type of PA I'd be looking for. Mm-hmm. And I've said this on my show many a times, and you know, people could like this or not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is what I mean. And yeah. I say this because if you say, yo, Hill, come help me on the show, and I mm-hmm. went, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. It's still who I am, mm-hmm. right? If you drop it, I pick it up. Yeah, yeah. So what I mean is, and you've heard me say this, Yeah. what I mean is this, be the person who anticipates. Which is where I love what you said about Frank. So yes. I would say, I, as soon as you said it, I went, oh, this motherfucker is trying to listen to my shit. No, it's good. So trip this. I listened to you. No, no, no trip this. I said these words to, to, to three or four of the people mm-hmm. we interviewed. I said, it's going to be a hard job. Mm-hmm. You're going to wonder, why am I just this mm-hmm. PA? Because we're actually back in person. Okay. So okay. it's like, why am I just getting coffee? Why am I yeah. just going to the store? Why yeah. I hardly ever get to sit in a room. Yeah. I said, you got to find your time to enjoy yourself in the room. Right. You got to find right. time to be taking those moments to walk with them to lunch. Right. Taking those moments to whatever. Figure out which one has a superpower that you connect with. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. So that you learn to enjoy the fact you're not making as much money as everybody right. else. You right. enjoy the fact. And I said, and then your job mm-hmm. is to examine and make it easier for all the writers. Everybody's always focused on the showrunner. Showrunner has his showrunner's assistant. Yes. Okay. Yes. That doesn't mean you don't deal with them. Right. right. But know right. that he's taking care of right. in that aspect. Right. Your right. job is to focus on the rest of them now. Right. Like, right. who's that number two? Right. Because the showrunner ain't there all the time. Right. right, 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 right. And I said, so I need you to be thinking like this. You start to recognize a pattern. Keep your mm-hmm. pen and paper out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, I notice every day at three o'clock, Jamil goes to get a coffee. No, bitch, have one for him when he gets there. Listen. It's that Listen, show. I knew going into production that right after lunch, I call him Uncle Frank Military <laughs> needs a coffee to right. get through. So iced coffee, mm-hmm. oat milk, oat non-dairy. Okay. Like people are specific. So, right. Yes. And so knowing like right when, right when like we come we come back for lunch, mm-hmm. just have it there, right? And then on top of that, I also know, because uh talking about then I followed him the um the latter part of the season in the penultimate, which he ended up writing me in at like the, the last minute That's cool. because we got a season 14. Mm-hmm. But then I also knew like when he directs, he is everywhere, which means he needs water. Mm. So every single time that he goes to read the words with the actors or goes to, um, talk to, uh, 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 Department, the department head, or mm-hmm. talk to like mm-hmm. our de- uh, director of photography. 
I will be there with his water bottle right after he finishes to say, hey, just take a sip real quick. And then step away. People love to and feel taken care of. And like then that. step away, yeah. right? I know that, especially when he directed, like around like three fourths of the day, he will need a snack that is vegetarian mm -hmm. or vegan, mm -hmm. non dairy. Yeah. Just have it there and say, hey, I got you a vegetarian sandwich with like vegetarian, like uh, meat on it or right. whatever. Da da da. -da. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you... Because they're in a zone. They're going to the keep zone. working. They're not even thinking about to in go into the, the bathroom. Zone. Yes. And it's those moments, <clears throat> those moments that then open up the door and opened up the door to then sit and talk story sometime and sit and talk like, you know, what brings you to story or what you've learned about the show. Right. Because... One mm. thing I also told myself is, yes, I'm a writer's PA, but I know that I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to doubt that because... And they know it. And they know it. Yes. They know we want these jobs and yeah. we're in the support staff jobs because we want to grow as writers. Right. So be careful. And I told myself, so there's no need to doubt that or walk around with an inferiority complex. Mm -hmm. Every job that I did... I, to your point, because you've said this many times, I did it as though it was the most important job on set. So if it make was, it fun for yourself, make it fun. Yeah, exactly. And 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 so for me, I feel like that was what I learned in shadowing Frank and also realizing like the superpower that I bring from my own writing process and being present as well. Here's, so, the, here's something, let yeah. me just keep it up. Go ahead, here's something go ahead. I was also thinking, because you and I come from theater, mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. don't understand theater is such an intricate type yes. place where yes. you may be starring in a Broadway show, but there's still shit you gotta do yes. on the set. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. You still gotta move something in the, on, the, on the set. Like it, right. it, it becomes right. that. So it's right. not a big deal for you. Yes. You have to share a dressing room. You right. have to get dressed with women standing right, right. there. Like there's right. so many- Backstage and all in your chonies. Like, yeah. 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 And yeah. so it forces you to have to help because right. the, the right. star might need to get on their fucking mm -hmm. whatever tight outfit right, right. before the next Quick scene. Change. And yep. you're right there. Yep. So it makes sense yep. for you to help them. Yep. So that's yep. where a lot of that also stems yeah. from, too. When yeah. You take the pressure off yourself of worrying right. about here I am, you know, working on whatever and I got to go get the coffee and you, I got to do this. You got to turn it around and be like, dude, I'm actually on the set. He's I asking have me access. I have a past that has access to Paramount Studios. Right. I can park in the lot. I can walk on the lot. Our offices are in Lucille Ball's old office. Okay, I can walk across the lot <clears throat> and the the water tower mm -hmm. where that is the famous water tower. The famous <laughs> water tower. And, and I can walk up to the sound stages and see that Sunset Boulevard was shot here. Right. And, you know, I'm a Billy Wilder, like, <clears throat> fanatic. I watch The Apartment because mm. I love how he does structure. Mm -hmm. I, you know, he's just a guru to me. Right. So, but I can go to a sound stage that has his name on it because that's where he shot. Right. You know, his, and it's just like, so it's those things that remind me of, yeah, okay, I'll go, I'll order crew treats, I'll get coffee, I'll run to get your water, mm -hmm. I'll do this 
while concurrently operating from a spirit of gratitude mm-hmm. of, I am also, even as Writer's P at the time, also have I held a job that so many other people in the city want. Yes. Yes. And so many people so want. many other people wouldn't have asked Frank for that shadow part. Yeah. So many. Yeah. I've only been here for two months. Right. I probably right. gotta wait to season right. two. No bitch. Right. <laughs> you fucking right. up. Right. Right. And you yep. at least gotta ask so it's on their brain. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're telling them, I don't wanna just be the gopher. Yep. I'll yep. be the, I'd rather be the gopher there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Yeah. And so, you know, and 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 for me, that's why like the mentality mindset, mentality mindset is what I told myself. Get in here and literally do as much as you can on this show right. until it ends. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all good things come to an end, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's like, and that was that was my focus. And so then I got to shadow Frank when he wrote and directed mm-hmm. and understand that different process of, okay, so now I'm experiencing and and in that episode, I literally, because we were on set, we weren't sure if we were going to get a season 14. Mm-hmm. And while we were shooting his episode, while we were shooting, it's announced that we got season 14. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm on set because I brought my life, once again, being prepared, prepared. with everything. Yep. Frank is directing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have his laptop. Right. So we have to rewrite the ending because this isn't the culmination of the show. And I'm like scribing his words like when he, and then he was you know once again mm-hmm. having been just in that space he's just like does that sound good have we said that did the character do that already in the past mm-hmm. and i'm just like nope didn't or yes did that episode 11 da 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 and so i was like okay um have we used the name michael mcneil or anything mm-hmm. uh we have used mcneil but not michael so and literally like Having my right. opportunity to be part of the onset writing mm-hmm. while concurrently <clears throat> seeing how he prepped as a director versus how he produces right. as a writer versus how he two different things right mm-hmm. and understanding the different hats that it takes to be a writing producing writer on set. Did did he ask you to come back with him when he directed? Or how did that come out that you went back to Shadow when he directed? So I just, so um, when, you know, it it was, you know, in our meeting when it was announced, like, who had what episode, mm-hmm. I just said, hey, Frank, if you need somebody to shadow you Smart. for support, just know I'm always here. He said, at that time, he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Right. And so then, but th- the this was like an added layer because he's directing. Right. And Frank is like, when I tell you he, his shot lists are like, very detailed Mm -hmm. and you know he's he's an actor too so his work with the actors is very like personal Mm -hmm. to pull like the story and the 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 story out of them Mm -hmm. and so i realized that okay this shadowing is going to even be a step up from the first time when he was Mm -hmm. a writer that didn't direct and so preparing Mm -hmm. myself he's more hands-on more hands-on so preparing myself for what more will he need this time Mm. versus when i shadowed him the first time that's smart okay and where can my eyes be 
this time that his eyes might not be able to be so that at the right time mm-hmm. to lean over to say, hey, Frank, you know, da, da, da. Yeah. Or our script, our, our, our uh, script supervisor. Mm-hmm. Hey, Elisa, I don't know if you realize that they said da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So then she could, you know, right. that, because everyone's doing so much. Mm-hmm. And so when you're but blessed. There's a protocol. Right. And there's protocol. So then when you're blessed to, to be in that position to just shadow mm-hmm. and you've gained the trust of the people Huge. that you're shadowing, Huge. then it's like you can literally be eyes and do actions that make you more essential for the show. Right. Yeah. Um, I love all that because, and I bet you feel like now, because the show's done now, mm-hmm. right? Yes, we are. Well, mm. so Go ahead. talking about like, getting the most out of the show i'm actually still uh i'm gonna be shadowing kyle haramoto through mix so i'm still on me well because i'm the writer's assistant now Mm -hmm. you know i'm the writer's assistant and so um me the showrunner's assistant our script script uh coordinator are still on but i am also still like i said hey kyle i would love to go through your post process with you for um for our series finale Mm -hmm. so i'm still still doing that because let me tell you i know there's this thing where writers are not all like many writers are not going to set or being able to understand the post process listen Hmm. post 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 (laughs) sitting in on editing i've learned stuff that has informed my writing by sitting through the editing process, sitting through the sound mixing, mm-hmm. sitting through. Did you sit through the casting on this too? Yes. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this. Just, just a sidebar. Sidebar. Did you, having been an actor, and you're still mm-hmm. an actor, mm-hmm. from what I'm just yes. saying, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see, and I don't know how many you got to sit in, over time, the more you do it, yeah. I probably sat in a couple hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. Over time, I sit there going, man, if I was acting now, Damn, I'd be dangerous because of the things that I know. Listen, that they make mistakes on. Listen, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So go ahead, go ahead. Everything, yay and amen to everything that you said. I'm like because I still have my acting agent, and it's more so because I also want to feel the challenge and sometimes the discomfort hmm. of what it feels like to bring a writer's words to life. Especially now as a right, like on the writing side, it's like, you know, when you put words on a page that has to be breathed through a human body, right. of course, go through many different hands mm-hmm. and ultimately breathe through a human body. Yeah. What does that experience feel like? So that way, when I'm writing my own work, mm-hmm. it's just like, what would a human say this? Hmm. What like is in essence, does this character actually talk like this? Right. You know, as an actor you, and playing different roles, you can understand like you're not going to be a superhero the same way as you're going to be like portraying like a Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. So do my characters have nuanced voices so that when you cover the name, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, that's Jeremiah. No, exactly. no, 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 that's Madame. No, no, you know, <laughs> exactly, so, yeah. so yeah, so man i i tell people let, let, let like me, my actor friends mm-hmm. i'm like 
Let me ask you this. Sitting on some writing sessions. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. This is this is this is fun. I'm having fun by the way. Let me ask you this. Do you? So you were saying earlier about let me, let's 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 yeah. back this yeah, up. Yeah, let's. The type of writer you are. Mm-hmm. You were talking about you write fish out of water stories, yes. right? Let's talk about that a little bit. When you describe yourself as a writer, how do you describe yourself? Yes. So I say I am the son of Pentecostal preachers that was the perpetual fish out of water as a queer male from Compton, California, who also lives with the disability. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it turned me into a fighter of turning my shame into superpower. Mm. So everything that I write are fish out of water stories that deal with nuances of religion, mm-hmm. that deal with nuances of sexualities, Tease. Tease. I E S. With the underlying story of complex family structures. Hmm. Uh, and the reason why I, I say that is because it doesn't matter the genre. It doesn't matter, you know, because I'm, I'm writing a horror film. But what's in there is complex family structures. Right. The theme is still the same. Yeah. yeah, so I really focus on, thanks to Steve Harper, once again, mentor, like, Steve, who really helped me hone this. Hone this is like, <clears throat> what are the philosophies and the subject matters and how does that relate? Right. I deal with the complexities of religion because that was a complexity in my own life and a global complexity right. that has perpetually told people you're in versus you're out. And so fish out of water stories where characters are navigating complex family structures, complexities of religion and sexualities in hopes of transforming their shame into a superpower. Mm, that's nice. That's layered. I like that. Okay. And, and, and the goal is, you know, and, and I can always get better. Like I accept I'm a baby writer. That is not a badge of shame. Like mm-hmm. that's a badge of honor. That mm-hmm. means I'm perpetually learning, which yeah. means I'm perpetually living. Um, and so the goal. And, and, you're, and you're correct, though. You will mm-hmm. keep, it will keep yeah. adjusting. But what I have found, this is my experience. Yeah, yeah. What I have found, for the most part, mm-hmm. most of us write in certain themes. Mm-hmm. What I like about that theme is it's, it's a broad expansion. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of things mm-hmm. you could write within that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I write underdog stories. Right. And murder, death, right. Kill world. But when you hear my story, you understand why I write those mm-hmm. stories. Right. Mm-hmm. So whether mm-hmm. I'm writing a horror script or a, or, a dra- or a drama from the 1800s, yep. you still see the yes. underdog in there. Yes. No matter yes. what. And I have almost 50 fucking scripts. Yes. All of them <laughs> do that theme in some way. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So so that's the key to me is. I love that you at least have, I like that it's actually kind mm-hmm. of broader because mm-hmm. it doesn't keep you in this, I only do sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, You yeah. could do that yeah. in sci-fi, in yes. horror, and drama, and yes. comedy. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. Which is what influences my taste, which is why I can look at a f- euphoria and, an, uh, and esteem that, mm-hmm. how I esteem The Last of Us or Secession right. or, you know, <laughs> Because the subject matter, the themes, the fish out of water, the family complexities, to me, that those are human experiences that we all deal with right. in very different worlds. 
I can look at The Conjuring, which I have been, I probably have watched <laughs> within the past. Really? Because I'm, I'm, I'm writing a horror film. Yeah, I don't that, fuck with that. Yeah, I'm writing a horror film right yeah. now. But, um, but I, don't, I, I don't like supernatural, <laughs> paranormal. So I don't see, and that. that's, I don't and see, for me, because Pentecostalism has so much mysticism that's in it, it. That's part of it, yeah. It's like, you know, the shit is scary. Mm -hmm. Like, I was Because to me, baby. it's real. That's yeah. why I don't like it. I, I was, fuck with the zombies yeah. and the vampires and shit, but yeah. I don't fuck with that. You know, when you're sitting in church and mm. the evangelist comes up speaking in okay. another language, mm -mm. Uh, you know, theologically it's called glossalia, but it's speaking in tongues. Right. And they put their hand on someone and that person falls to the ground and yep. starts convulsing and speaking. in the, Like that for a kid is scary. Crazy. So... Once again, it's just like, so you can find that, and, and my not just my family, but my entire community yep. surrounded accepting that. So what happens when you begin to question the truth in it of it all, yep. you become the fish out of water yep. in this communal space that your family is attached to that also has mystical elements of horror. Right. And so, so yeah, so that's why I really, you know, have been focusing oh, on what are the subject matters, mm -hmm. because even in the apartment, mm -hmm. you know, that's an underdog story Completely. of a mensch trying to just get a promotion, mm -hmm. right? And it's just like, yeah. Simple idea. Fish out of water, mm -hmm. simple idea, like you said, under underdogs trying to navigate in the world. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so, important. Let me ask you this. So... You got to Shadow. Mm -hmm. When did when did you find out you got to write the episode? Oh, so yes, because I this love is, that day. Yes, so all right, so unbeknownst to each other, I had submitted a story area to Frank for him to like read through. The showrunner's assistant submitted a story area to our showrunner, dealing with some very parallel like subject matters definitely like queerness like crimes that have happened as a result of just like queerness and that not being accepted right and mine was called tiktok boom because i was going to use like you know social media and tiktok as like um <clears throat> the you know the suspect or whatever using tiktok to like track down the person that they were going to kill through IP addresses, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And she had similarly like submitted uh, what ended up being like the title of our episode, the story area called Shame, mm -hmm. um, where, you know, dealing with uh, Sam Hanna, who's L.O. Cool J's character, his daughter, you know, coming out as queer at the time and navigating her sexuality. Um, so when she submitted that, the showrunner got back to her without <clears throat> me knowing, right? <clears throat> showrunner got back to her, Scott, saying, you know, you should you should co-write this with Jamil. Oh, wow. You, or you, yeah, he said you should co-write this with Jamil and work on it together. Um, that was about, I want to say September mm. of 2022. So we, you know, and she's a, See, that a workhorse. Me, that too. tells me Frank and them are talking. Yes. By the way. Yes. Yeah, that's a good thing. She's a workhorse too. <clears throat> I got to give Sam her. She's a workhorse too. Mm -hmm. um, and so we met at coffee shop, T-Pop coffee shop, and we just started literally went from story area 
to outline or, really? or uh, yeah, to just, you know, general outline with, mm -hmm. you know, some beats. beats. Yeah. And so then we submit that mm -hmm. and we're just like, all right, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. We'll see. <laughs> submit that. And a few days later, mm -hmm. uh, Scott comes back with notes, mm -hmm. just, you know, asking questions. Uh, not many notes, but just, you know, some things that worked on, you know, sure. just the logic. So we literally got together on Zoom that same day to like fix that immediately. Right. Broadcast works fast, right? So that's what I was talking about, the turnaround. Right, the turnaround. Just, so this yeah. was, so a couple of days after that, so literally by the end of that week, mm -hmm. we had gotten him like the rewritten version of that for him to have Smart. through the weekend mm -hmm. and yada, yada, yada. And then we're just sitting and waiting. Right. sitting and waiting and we're just like <laughs> welcome okay. to Hollywood <laughs> you know we're having our writers meetings and and, and in the writers meetings um, you know Scott is going over like the storylines that still need like some addressing in the season yeah. or you know some things within a storyline that we don't need to really focus on. Is that the same on. Walking Dead Scott Gibble? Or is that somebody different? Scott Gimmel's uh E R Gimmel Gimmel So he was like E R J Gimmel. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, so um, although love The Walking Dead, I worked at Valhalla uh, oh, for okay. a while, yeah, yeah. so I love The Walking Dead. All right. Um, but yeah, so you know, so we're just waiting, waiting, and waiting. We're just like, I don't know, we'll mm -hmm. see, and da, da da da. So we had a writers' meeting. You know, still no assignment. And, you know, we're going over the storylines that need to be addressed. And people are, this season, 14, people were loving uh, Sam Hanna, Todd, LL mm -hmm. Cool J's storyline with, with his Todd family, LL. with, you know, we, uh, his, brought in his dad and then brought back his son. Yes. And so we were just, it, he was talking that up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this sounds, it sounds like. I don't know. I'm feeling really good. And literally, literally, we were talking like, you know, it'd be so dope if we got 1414 because it, you know, just the symbolism of that. And so this is like October, hmm. October. Um, yeah. End of October, last week of October. Hmm. Scott sends Sam a message and was like, "Hey, you know, we're I'm trying to prepare the back back end of the the season. All I have right now, fourteen thirteen is going to be Chad Mazzaro and fourteen fourteen Sam and Jamil." <laughs> and so you saw the email. Is so she is? screenshot it and sent it to oh, me. Oh right. And I'm like, loot like <laughs> I'm scream. I'm like, oh my god. You know, this, so, it. but, okay, so talking about excitement and then reality. Mm -hmm. She's on set at the time shadowing uh, one of uh, the story editors. Mm -hmm. It was her first time going to set to shadow. And we get this email. It is literally, literally the last day of October. Hmm. Prep starts November 10th. Oof. Meaning. You got to write the script. Yes. <laughs> You got three days, bitch. <laughs> you get where I'm going yes, now, right? Exactly. So <clears throat> this is first time, our first time. Granted, mm. we did a very, like our outline and our beats were very, you know, clear when mm -hmm. Scott came back and, you know, very, very clear. Like he was just like, you know, but we're like, 
Okay, so she was wrapping that episode on Thursday. Mm. So from Friday to Monday, we were locked in the writer's room at Paramount Studios, not leaving until we left with a script Mm. that could have gone to first. It was like to the staff writers Mm -hmm. first because, you know, get their notes, get their thoughts, da, 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 da. And so we hammered that draft out and and i'm gonna be honest with you this was my first time co-writing anything Mm -hmm. it's you don't know what they're gonna do and that was a lesson in and of itself so how we did talk about process we started off with assigning acts good because i was just like i like to usually start it because i like tone yeah and to get it moving and i'm like uh you know and to your point i'm like an act I'm I like I'm an act two type of like okay. act one, two, because mm-hmm. act two, I'm an act two type of writer because, you know, we knew the case mm-hmm. and act one for us is like jargon, jargon, ops, you know, yeah. understand, setup. you know, set up. Mm-hmm. It's all of that into like the break into act two of a dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. This is the answer that I need. <laughs> and for me, the act two mm-hmm. was like that, that, that turning point of like, whoa, right? Of just, we thought it was this, but it's not. Right. And so I took act two and act three. Okay. And we already had our teaser. So uh, Sam took uh, act one, or we had the code open and teaser, but she like judged up the teaser one and then four. And so then, you know, just to get the script thing, and then Sunday night is when we literally sat together and just meshed the script into one voice, turn that thing in on Monday. So we meet that deadline to a staff writer and story editor then comes back with their notes. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, these are doable because we have to have it to, um, one, two, three, the four, number four, like EP. Within, from that Monday, within like 48 hours. So <laughs> so we honor those notes, get it to Andrew, who's like, you know, EP on the show is mm-hmm. like, and he gives us a note that blows the oh, entire no. story oh, no. <laughs> up. I'm talking about literally pretty much a page one rewrite. Oh my God. Wow. And this has to get to Kyle. <laughs> so By this tomorrow. was like a Wednesday, <clears throat> Wednesday, Thursday ish. Mm-hmm. So we go through like three rounds of notes with Andrew. Damn. You know, three rounds of notes. And we're literally living in the room. <laughs> and it's us and just hashing it out. And Kyle was just like, great. That's the job. That's what, you know, you know. You're getting paid for. Yeah. That's the job. And for me, like, I'm going to be real. I love writing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I sit down and it starts getting good, it's just like, okay, all right, that doesn't work. I'm like Matt Science. That's the zone, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how Sam was. So it just worked. And, of course, we had our conflicts sure. of, you know, like, a black family wouldn't do that. Or, <laughs> you know, a black family, this is L.O. Cool J. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, we had our, but it was just like, it was it was such a, and being like an opera singer, it was like a beautiful orchestra. Like it was such a beautiful composition with all its complexities, right? right? And so, you know, Andrew took us through rounds and we were just getting the drafts out and getting the drafts out. And then we get to Kyle. Mm. And Kyle spots an 
era of logic. And we're like, oh. And so literally, you know, November 1st through no, to November 10th is when we started prep. Mind mm. you, my birthday is November 6th. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'll have like a small something, but until I get this script in, like <laughs> I can celebrate later. <laughs> and so literally like, it's, like, it it's, gets, it's a month anyway, yeah, it's a month. <laughs> yeah. And so then we get to Kyle and literally Kyle is like, giving us notes and we go back to the drawing board, do some edits, do some reworkings, doing some rewritings. <laughs> and then we literally were working with Kyle until 9 PM wow. of the night before that it needed to be the, to the showrunner. It got to Scott on time. Mm -hmm. He turns like, and everyone is saying like, one thing I love about the writer's team is that everyone, you know, I hear of so many horror stories and I'm just like, this has just been great. Mm -hmm. Like, is it easy? No. Like you're hours upon hours, like in, but it has been great. It gets to Scott. He has to do like, um, add a couple of scenes for, yeah. uh, Chris O'Donnell he's because it has to be yeah, his voice. Right. Yeah. And so, and then he zhuzhes up like, you know, some of the, the dialogue and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But when he sends the concept draft to get published, we're like, uh-oh, let's see how much has been rewritten. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We read that concept draft, and our words were on the wow. page. Wow. Crazy. And then he sent us an email that said, you all have written a great episode. Nice. We literally were just ready to fall out. And then from there. <laughs> Plus all that exhaustion. Right, exhaustion. So then, you know, and all of the writers read it. Uh, mm -hmm. Frank read it and was like, this is this is a great episode. It's like something because we dealt with like don't ask, don't tell and, mm -hmm. you know, shame and all that kind of stuff. Something that the show has never seen or done mm -hmm. while concurrently. And so the writing process, boom. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's just concept draft. Things are going to change for production draft. Oh, yeah. I think we went up to like greens <laughs> and we can get into that whole process because it was complications. Um, not, not because of us, but just life. Right. Um, so then concept draft is in, you have to put on your producer hat now. Yep. Producer. Hat. And one thing I love about our team, like our EPs is like empowering us to learn the process, mm -hmm. but shadowing Frank, two times by now because then I shadowed him literally after our episode like after we finished ours I right. did it again but um, I learned how to be part of those meetings how mm -hmm. to be a voice in the meetings because one thing that's beautiful is our showrunner empowered the writers to really be at the helm of right. producing their episode so Sam and I we had a pre-meeting so that when we went into our meetings with the department heads, we were on a unified page. Smart. And it wasn't like, well, I wanted to wear this. I want to wear. It was like we literally did our own prep meetings and went in together. That's good. Every single meeting. And literally our our department meetings were like 30 minutes long. Wow. Smooth. Because and our showrunner at the end was just like, you all came in so prepared. Hmm. You made my job like you came so prepared. Mm -hmm. And of course, this came with like 
advice from other writers, like have your pre-meeting, right. get on the same page. So it was all of that. And so then we went through all of the production meetings. We did the uh, location scouting mm-hmm. of like the locations <clears throat> and that informed the writing. Yep. And then after we did the location scouting, we're back in the writer's room <laughs> and we're <laughs> like, okay, that location looks different. We need to rewrite these actions because right. jumping over this is not going to happen because <laughs> this is not in this bar, right. right? So then it's like the, you know, back in the writer's room and putting that writer's hat back on. And then, you know, publishing the production draft after that. And another thing is, is that, you know, we were able to talk with our showrunner about certain things that, in um, some of the scenes that felt like it no longer serviced the story. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, okay, great. We resubmitted our thoughts and ideas of what the scene could be. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Produce it. Right. And so then <clears throat> from there, uh, all of the department meetings went well. Then it was time to go to set. Mm. Time to go to set. We have been COVID testing. We have been everything. Was like, fine. I ain't going outside. I was literally, I was not going outside. I was quarantined as though it was the height of the pandemic. <laughs> Got and a mask on with the dog. Right, 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 right. The thing is, we were going into production right after our Thanksgiving break. Oof. Thanksgiving was canceled for me. Everything was, I was so, I mm. didn't see anybody right right? i go to test on that monday because we're supposed to start shooting tuesday Mm -hmm. and my covid test says detected what you gotta be kidding mind you i was personally testing myself every day of break Hmm. and i showed them all the tests that said negative Hmm. and they everyone was like oh my gosh so the first three first three days of shooting I'm watching I'm literally not able to go to set not able damn and so but how did I involve myself in the process Mm -hmm. because life lives it happens and then of course I didn't and I didn't even talk about like cast availability (laughs) <laughs> we can you we can bring that we can bring that up because we're in a producing part now is that right is that right Ooh. so how did i involve myself in this process so i i felt still involved right. anytime wardrobe came with the photo of like you know guest cast mm-hmm. come in for their fittings mm-hmm. i'm like the first one i tell them i'll check the i'll you know they need answers fast i said i'm going to be on email and i will send you all text messages because you all are busy in the in the minutia of set, mm-hmm. I will send you a text message with the photos, so that we can send our approval immediately. Right. I will be watching dailies and giving you all my thoughts from afar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be as involved in this as possible, so that you know I'm still part of it. Right. So that was the first <clears throat> three days, and that's what I did. Now, I got cleared that Saturday, so the next week I was able to go to set. Okay. My first day on set, the scenes that we're shooting is one of a cast, one cast member who then calls in and says he is sick, like not feeling good. One of the regulars or one of the? Series regulars. Ooh. 
Shit. One of the main teams. Damn. And we're shooting all of his scenes, right? Damn. So because of COVID, mm -hmm. they have to just take the precautions, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> the first day I show up to set, they said, okay, well, we're doing a detour, an audible. We're going to shoot episode the first few scenes of episode 14, 15. <laughs> you all can go home. Wow. I'm wow. like. Wow. That's sad. Writing, writing God's. Do you not want me to be on set? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But once again, it's all about mindset. I was like, you know what? This is life. Yep. Go home and read the script. So then what did we do? We went to the writer's room and we were like, if he can't come back to shoot these scenes for whatever reason, mm -hmm. we need to have scenes ready to go. Hmm. So we went to the writer's room and rewrote all of those scenes, all of those scenes, putting... Uh, Todd in the scene and taking him out the scene because we only had Todd and the a huge storyline was around him. We had him for three days. Wow, three days. You know, so we wrote rewrote all of those scenes, the the parkour scenes where it's Agent Roundtree and and Sam Hanna now instead of Roundtree and uh, Deeks. So we wrote all of those that day and submitted it. Hmm. We literally wrote what three different options and send them to the showrunner and he was like he literally was like what like <laughs> and because for us it was just instinctual like this is our episode mm -hmm. we cannot have our showrunner panicking as though we can't do this job he mm. was like you all have this covered like mm. the pages will be okay so he approved of course what we had written, mm -hmm. the different options, because it was like, okay, if ECO can't come back, this is the option. If Todd is not available to come in on a day he was supposed to have off, mm -hmm. this is the option. And then this is the option if Todd can come in and da -da. and it how it worked out is Todd could or ECO couldn't come in. He mm -hmm. didn't have COVID, but he just wasn't feeling well. Mm -hmm. So then we had the option already ready to go. Right. Publish those pages. I was on set for like the hearty stuff. Like LL had us crying on set. Mm. It was so, and it was because we saw ourselves. You know, his daughter is wearing a UC Berkeley sweater. We wrote her yeah, as a UC Berkeley student, mm -hmm. my undergrad. And, <coughs> and, and oh, that's scene, your connection to Ben, too. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Bears, you know, die hard, Cal right, Bear. Right. Um, and so that scene it was just like it just all worked out so i'm on set and then the onset experience was knowing when to talk to the director mm -hmm. knowing when to talk to the script uh supervisor knowing you know we had one situation where you know we were nervous we weren't gonna make our day mm. so when that happens brainstorming some options and some ideas to then call the showrunner to say hey it doesn't look like we're going to make our day so these are our options one two three bam 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 mm -hmm. you know do, do any of those work for you do you have another option or no shoot it as as written <laughs> and he was just like you all are like amazing like y'all are like proactive problem solvers clearly so then he was just like yeah you can get rid of that location and only you know shoot it all in the hold perfect but 
that's part of the producing process. Like, you know, being the voice of the showrunner, as mm-hmm. you know, Nicole so beautifully puts in her book, um, being the voice of the showrunner and knowing when to talk to the director. Like, and that, that's the anticipating stuff I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you anticipate, like you said, you're on the set, even when you're shadowing mm-hmm. Frank, like you're watching, like, yes, okay, in about 30 minutes, he gonna need whatever. It's yes. the same theory, but go ahead. Yes, and to your point, exactly mm-hmm. why that role as a PA and people, uh, like, uh, that shadow of projecting out going to go get some water Mm -hmm. is a transferable skill to being able to project when you're not going to make your day. How do you do that? Talk to the first AD to say, how are we on time? Oh, we're about an hour behind. Okay. So if we finagle this setup and just do it here, how much time that will that save us? That would save us two hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see if that will be approved by the showrunner and lay it all out and tell them why we think that would be good and then proceed. And so, yes, you're right. Being that shadow eyes everywhere gave me the skill Then when I'm in the seat having to be one of the writers on set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so then we made it through those last three days and then we go into post. Mm. And um, the director's cut comes out and you like, you give notes on the director's cut, you give, you know, like detailed notes by like the timestamp. Mm-hmm. And it was so, because I had set through it with Frank and we're on the emails with his note session on his episodes, I was just like, oh, yeah, I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're doing. Right. And then, but before we submitted our individual notes, or our notes to showrunner and post staff, mm-hmm. we actually had a working document of the notes that we found to just make sure we weren't overlapping notes yeah. and also things that each other didn't Okay, I'm, I'm glad you said that. So I do this a lot mm-hmm. in the indie world mm-hmm. where say I'm the producer, you're the director, mm-hmm. we have another two producers or something, yeah. for example, yeah, yeah. and everybody, so what I always say is everybody give me your notes mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I'll, or the director can now go on and take it to, you know, send it to the to the editor Yeah. because yeah. you don't want seven different people coming up with three different things. You want to call those things all together, yes. Yes. you know, and put it, you know, somebody needs to organize that and mm-hmm. be like, okay, you guys mm-hmm. are kind of saying the same thing. Yes. So whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And so that's something that you never want more than one pair of notes coming from one person. Right. Like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what we did. We did our own on Google Doc. And then after it was all there, mm-hmm. then we met to just talk through like, you know, because we have different things that are specific to us. Mm-hmm. I'm a music head. Like mm-hmm. I, I love opera. I love like scoring is important for me because it communicates tone behind the word so it's just like then you know we gave the the notes on and had to come together on well what what sound do we want in this scene right and and so then the you know we got the editors cut and then of course the showrunner puts in the notes you know and he he put in his notes as well so then they came back with like their next draft, the the produce producers draft, yeah, producers draft. And so then producers from cut, they, producers cut. Sorry, mm-hmm. producers cut. I'm saying production draft, like I'm back mm-hmm. in the writing mind. The producers cut. And so then we did the same process, mm. come up with our own individual notes in a separate one document, right. talk together, consolidated things that were restated, 
kind of gave each other do we you know is that you know do we really need that like because oh, that's another thing mm -hmm. knowing what hill to die on right you know and learning that process and then of course they take those notes and um and then it's just like okay we're gonna the mix you know waiting for the mix <laughs> and and the cool thing is by the time we got to the mix <clears throat> we were back in well, we were back in person for a little while, but we we're back in person. Mm. So we got to sit in Burbank in the the mix, like the studio with the sound and right. watch, you know, starting with by act by act. Oh, let me ask you a quick question. Mm -hmm. Keep that Did you guys end up doing the? Because remember, which which version did you end up shooting? Were you able to go back to the original version? Did you have to do a different version? So we, we did a different version. Okay. So because ECO didn't um, come back or right. uh, literally, thank God, like Todd like stepped in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, FYI, if you ever get to work with LL Cool J. Yeah, there's a reason he's be ready he's to work with literally. When I say megastar, I don't mean like star. I'm talking about a oh, shining yeah. light mm -hmm. that just... Oh. So just lovable, so oh likable. I met him a couple times. Just yeah. such a nice dude. And such so he dude. came in and learned, you know, had the lines memorized mm -hmm. and, you know, loved it. And, and so we shot the rewritten version mm. between LL and Caleb, who is Sam and um, uh, Agent Roundtree. So mm -hmm. we did shoot the rewritten version. Um, so then, you know, mix, it's like we're sitting there. Our showrunner is on Zoom. Okay. at the mix and me and Sam are in the room right? and we're watching it act <clears throat> by act and just getting into the minutia of just like Foley and mm -hmm. and catching lines that we needed ADR on mm -hmm. because you know actor like either mumbled or it just wasn't pronounced right or looking at the script and something do you need it that you right mm -hmm. you need and also because like you know where my theological training, you know, transferable skills, use them. <laughs> because in uh, divinity school, understanding when you analyze something that's in a Hebrew text that doesn't directly translate to the English text, you realize one word changes, can change, if not careful, the complete meaning of what a character or what's written and what's saying. Sure. So then listening to say, <clears throat> oh, can you get ADR because like the actor didn't put an S at the end of that and that yeah. literally changes, yeah. you know? And so things like that and then talking and literally as we're giving thoughts on like, hey, can we, um, you know, put like an extra click on this door or a boom, mm -hmm. you know, when uh, Agent uh, Bly like kicks the door open to like make it like, and you're just seeing it real time, mm -hmm. seeing it real time. And then if you want, usually we don't stay for like when they just replay it all, like right. when they replay it all with all of your things that you work through. And so we didn't stay. So then after that, the next time we saw it was at the viewing party. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I'm, usually and, you see it in pieces. Right. And then right. you finally see it all together. Right, right, right. Either, either at the party or the night it comes exactly, on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sure. And so, you know, it was one of those things to where after I was just like, I really wrote and produced an episode of broadcast television. Yeah. 
from October to December 7th. Mm. I mean, sorry, November 1st to December 7th. Mm -hmm. All of that happened. Crazy. All of that happened. Crazy. The good thing is, this is what I was thinking as you guys, as you were talking about what you and Sam were doing. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm mainly thinking about you. Yeah. But <laughs> is you were getting yourself in a position mm -hmm. with um, Scott and Frank and the, the whole team where yeah. every, all these dudes have deals. Yes. You know what I mean? For yeah. next, Kyle has yeah. a deal. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. They all are like, who's the next person I'm bringing back yeah. on my next yeah. show? Yeah. At yeah. the top of the list. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. And and it's so funny because I I actually told Frank this um, when we because I I shadowed him on the penultimate episode which is fourteen nineteen mm -hmm. you know because he's writing and directing again right. so I'm like I got you and this time like I set in on like because it was a pickup to episode fourteen seventeen mm -hmm. so I actually set in on when him and Andrew were like breaking the story oh, cool. and then Frank would ask me like my thoughts on and then he would you know ask me to do some research like ask me for some research mm -hmm. stuff then i would come back and like say this is what i found and then here's just a note of how you could like you know not a note sorry not a note not a note uh, a pitch yeah. sorry a pitch of like maybe with this research that could potentially work you know and it's like a take it or leave yeah. but in that penultimate episode, it was even more involved mm. with shadowing him and more involved in like That's because of the trust too. And the trust mm -hmm. and and it was one of those things to where even in the mix, mm -hmm. like in his mix, I'm with my notepad because one, now I'm even more like understanding because I went through this. And, you know, I'm like, hey, Frank. And then he would turn around and ask, you know, just does anybody have anything else? Right. And I, you know, gave like one or two things like, hey, Frank, you know, to help with that transition, could you potentially do the same thing that you suggested for that transition mm -hmm. that kind of helped that jump? So it doesn't. Right. And so it's it not was, jarring or whatever. It's not jarring. Yeah. And it was just like feeling so much part of the process. And I told Frank, Dude, I'm I said, so happy for you. This is dope. You know, dope. and <laughs> and it's just like, I told Frank, I was like, look, if I can work with you and people like yourself for the rest of my career, I will feel as though I've been blessed because the team and they all have different approaches of how to to sure. get you there, but. Mm -hmm. The team wanted. You guys sound like you had a great dynamic, though. The two yeah. of you in particular. Yes, yes, you know? we did. Yeah, you need we to be did. meeting his bud for lunch. When I took, <laughs> oh, I like Christmas. Uh, I was at his house for the Christmas okay, party, yeah. <laughs> and you know he's supposed to do like a viewing party. I said, Frank, I will. I'm here for you regardless, right? right? Mm -hmm. Because like, and Kyle too, mm -hmm. like. Because Kyle is like what I love about him. It reminds me of my New York days, straight no chaser. I'm not going mm -hmm. to sugarcoat this and mm -hmm. make it all flowery. Right. It is what it is, and this is how it is. <laughs> and I took Kyle's notes from like day one from my informational interview. Right. He was the one that said, you need to live, breathe, eat this show right. and know it. Know the characters. Know what, you know. Mm -hmm. And and. A year later, I got I was able to co-write and co-produce the episode. So I was mm -hmm. just it's it was a blessing, and it it continues to be a blessing because, like you said, I know that our paths will 
intersect Mm -hmm. again. Um, I am, you know, writing my, you know, on my own now because, yeah, am I up for staff or am I open to staff? Am I open? Yes, I'm open, (laughs) y'all. I got good work ethic and I'm smart. Hire me, no, and I can write. I can write. No, but um. But uh, do you let me ask you this? Do you mm-hmm. want to stay in that broadcast world, or do you, is your normal sensibilities more, let's say, cable, or what is it? Yeah. So my normal sensibility. So I do have two projects that have producers attached. Okay. Uh, one is an indie producer. One is a, a production house that I'm just like, wow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um. And so those two projects are definitely more <clears throat> either premium cable or more, um, yeah, premium cable or streaming. Sure. Because there is a a pro- provocative nature uh, about them <laughs> that broadca- it would never work on broadcast, right? Um, but of course, when you learn to pitch, or when I'm as I'm learning to pitch, mm-hmm. you know, I also see. And can like pivot to say, well, what what would this look on broadcast? Right. Well, it would look like you know, touched by an angel meets Ghost Whisperer right. for that project. Mm-hmm. That can live on broadcast yeah, sure. and being able to just pivot <laughs> and flow, right? But my natural proclivities when I get to the page is there are some things that are raw and real and deal with like you know the beauty of humanity and our uh, shadow side. So right. yeah, I am more of a that type of writer instinctually but but, but you're ready to work on another broadcast oh, yes. cbs show yeah oh let me tell you something <laughs> i and that was another thing that kyle told us uh he was like when you're in this pod mm-hmm. meet with as many people i was as gonna possible. say who are your execs like you need to be having a meeting let with me, those people are you ready okay so if you have it let me yes. tell you something taking i am a student of all of you all's words i'm mm-hmm. telling you i i have our, our our exec is you know i met with our exec Good. um so interesting i met a different exec in a different department uh who was a berkeley grad mm-hmm. who connected me with <clears throat> tiffany smith on oh, yeah. and i'm here you know i work award shows and i can tell you how that's a part of the hustle so to speak <laughs> um I'm over here grooving the LL, and you know we dapping because we know each other from the show, right. and we just rocking. I look to the left or my right, and I'm like, I'm almost sure that's Tiffany, but I haven't met her yet because we <laughs> have a phone meeting on the books. Okay, right. And so then I just say, Hey, is your name? Are you by chance Tiffany Smith? I don't. She's like, Yeah. I said, I'm Jamil Ikemo Quinn. I'm having a phone meeting with you, like next week right. and so that's how we ended up meeting like rocking out to L O cool j nice. and too short um <laughs> and then you know so definitely have met with like multiple paramount global execs mm-hmm. and people in the cbs family because one thing that i realized even with this experience with ncis la because my heart and my passion and my north star are subject matter philosophical topical things i was able to experience that within this world of a procedural Mm, that's the key see that's that's usually the key because i have other friends who worked on shows like Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> um, some of the spinoff shows, mm-hmm. and they had issues because yeah. they couldn't find themselves yeah. Yeah. in that world. It yeah. was too clinical and too yeah. whatever yeah. and this and that. But the bitches were able to buy a house. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah. it, that's the only right. difference that I always say. If you can handle that world mm-hmm. and find mm-hmm. your voice in it right. and enjoy right. it like Kyle right. has. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. I don't think those are his natural sensibilities either. And and so, but you can, I mean, he's probably the, one of the highest paid people on TV. And let me tell you, know you I mean? and, and what I love when I read Kyle's scripts, and as like, because he was one of the, the uh, one of his scripts, uh, Fukushu was one of the, uh, from season 13, is mm-hmm. one of the scripts I would just study and just see how he was so in the script mm-hmm. without it be like being like so like on the nose right, right, and right. like, oh, you know. He was That's so nice. in that script and mm-hmm. his voice was in that script and the passion, like his passions for his life were in that script and the people that he advocates for mm. is so in his script. And I'm just like, I can do this right. in this world. And so one of the highest compliments that I received from one of my professors when she called me about after she watched it is, oh my gosh, after teaching you, I just, I felt you. I felt your, I, I felt you. I know, like, it makes sense. I know that you, you, you wrote that. Mm. And I was just like, and that's the goal. That's the goal. So yeah. whether it's working on FBI or, or truth be told, mm-hmm. or, you know, so help me Todd, or, you know, whatever is next, whatever, you know, is on my journey. It's like, where where are you in this world Mm -hmm. it might not be direct it might be a tangent but capitalize on that and um i was here's what i would say though say yes yeah you know what i mean if you say yes to shit you never know where you end up at and like that's what my whole career like i had no idea i would be you know an executive and producing shit in this capacity you know what i mean but the shit i've learned on this side is ridiculous now i'm way more dangerous right exactly just because of what i know so when when i go off and start doing my own shit it's coming crazy yeah Yeah. and and it's like to your point saying yes you know shonda rhymes year of yes is on my my shelf when you say yes to yourself, that is also for me. Um, it is also welcome to Compton, t- though. You hear that, right? Compton, <laughs> yeah. You you hear that? That's, actually, to Hollywood, look, like that's actually what I grew up around. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, it's also you know putting out in the universe saying like I am opening myself to. Con- to be a continuous student right. of this craft. I could have easily said like, oh, you know, I never really was into procedurals when like they came and offered like an opportunity yeah. Yeah. and I would have missed all of this wealth and Many beauty. people do. Many people all do. All of this. Yes. You know, and yeah. now I'm just like, I understand story structure on such a foundational level so much stronger because one thing I will say that I love about this is that procedurals have a formula and a structure and then what I always you know took as my philosophy is learn the rules so that you can break them learn the eight act structure or or the three act structure with eight sequences Mm -hmm. learn narrative structure circular structure fractured narrative learn all of these things because to your point as we were saying they end up just being like 
tools for you to use right. to make your stories that much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> for me, being in this world, I'm like, wow, I do like this procedural. <clears throat> I, I love the procedural world because it opened my eyes to a form of storytelling that just has helped all of my other projects mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't said yes to myself. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just saying from my point of view, mm -hmm. um, it has never been since Cold Case, mm -hmm. it's never been in my wheelhouse to write mm -hmm. those, like that yeah. type of show yeah. I could have written yeah. in my sleep. I actually wrote a spec of it. Um, but since then, it hasn't been in my wheelhouse <clears throat> to write those type of things. But if I could, yeah, I would encourage anybody who can get in, yeah, on those yeah. shows, yeah, because it's it's a better living for you. Yeah, and they repeat yeah. those shows a lot. Yeah, and you you yeah. know what I mean. The yeah. constant residuals yes. and lifestyle yeah. that you have yeah. the opportunity to have. Yeah. on those broadcast shows. Yeah. you don't have yeah. on cable and streaming and yeah. all that other stuff. Yeah. So where we get still $12 fucking residuals, you guys can, you know what I'm saying, get some sneakers. <laughs> right, so. and, and yeah, so I've thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the world of broadcast. Thoroughly enjoyed the world of broadcast to the point to where, you know, I think it was an interview with uh, Quinta Brunson when she was just talking about the importance of Abbott Elementary being on broadcast right. because of the reach. Mm -hmm. And because part of my North Star is getting people on screens mm -hmm. and getting humans on screens in front of people who they would not experience otherwise, right. and since that's part of my North Star, that's what I also love about broadcast is that it lives in so many homes. Oh, completely. And so someone in middle America that might not have everyday access to a young black girl who is trying to figure out her form of, you know, her, her sexuality, her, which is connected to her humanity through like Cam, Hannah, Sam, Hannah's daughter, mm -hmm. they might not have that firsthand experience in their life, right. but we're able to put her story and her face and the idea of her. Right in millions of homes mm. um and and so that's what i really love 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 about broadcast and you know not n not like at all like opposed to living in this world sure. and in this space it doesn't um, mean you can't still do your right, other stuff right that's why i'm that's why yeah. i'm trying to encourage you uh, yes, is yes, if you can right. stay in that cbs yeah let me get a house world right. stay there <laughs> And be over here making your projects that you keep because yeah. you're going to grow up a lot faster yeah, yeah. and be moved up yeah. like you're supposed to yeah. on a place yeah. that can afford to do it. Right. All the right. other ones are like, well, we got to keep them at Staff Rider because yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. we can't quite afford it. Yeah, they still yeah. can afford it. Yeah. They just choose yeah. not to. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway. definitely. What? Yeah, so that that has been my, my process. Um, and like I said, I'm still... You know, I'll I'll go to the mix for episode fourteen twenty. I'll right. go to the mix for episode fourteen twenty one. Mm -hmm. um, I still like even after I've had conversations with Kyle, um, who has given me like nuggets to do in this stage of where one our show is, but then also where the industry is right, right. now. Um, in looking for like that 
you know, first staff writer credit. I have a great manager, John Key, over at Circle of Confusion, okay, cool. who is young and hungry and like, you know, a hustler just like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know, like, I have accepted the journey and the process of it all. Right. And yes, there are realities out there. There are bills and there are, you know, you got to eat. Um, and I also have stepped in as like the paternal guardian for my nephew so now i'm you know helping take care of a child right a is he so sometimes he is okay, sometimes okay. he is with him a lot yeah yeah, yeah he's with yeah i i have him like toward the end of the season he wasn't mm-hmm. with me as much because i was doing so much oh, right, to right. on ncis la but yeah so you know and he's you know so acting cute. on mm-hmm. uh, abbott elementary himself so, so it's like you know also being like a paternal figure for him mm-hmm. to make sure that he has a fair chance at life. Right. And so those realities are in front of me and my manager always keeps me, you know, brings me back to center and talks me off the ledge of saying, Jamil, you are doing everything you're supposed to do. You will land. I'm telling you. land where you're supposed to land. The way I predicted it with Saeed, I predicted mm. with you. Mm. I think I told him you're going to be staffed in less than a year. I think it was mm. six months. Uh, I received that. Yeah. I received you mm. going to get there. Mm. It's going to happen for you just mm. differently. Yeah. I yeah. think you're going to yeah. have a, a longer road in the in the staffing yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. based on what you did. Yeah. Knowing you're in with Kyle and Frank and Scott yeah. and all them. Yeah. They're going to keep you working. Yeah. You just got to stay in their lives. Yes. yes. Keep them up to date with what's happening every once in a while. Yes. And all of a sudden, they'll be like, hey. Yeah. Hey. You know what I mean? Hey, we're in the middle of this thing. I know you haven't heard from me in a while, but, you know, watch. Right. I received that. I received that. And like I said, anytime, you know, I, I love the mentors that are either big brothers or big sisters in this business because you all perpetually give gems that... I literally, every time I have a conversation or anything, I go home, I always have a notebook here, and I literally write out and keep like a book of just the advice. That's good. So that I can Because when you write it down, it's like memorizing it again. Yes. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's like underlining it. Right. You you read it twice. Right. Right, right, right. Exactly. That's smart. So so yeah, even after this conversation, I'll go to a coffee shop (laughs) and I'll write down the nuggets and the gems and things like that, because then the next step is putting it in action. Right. And what does that look like for your own journey? You know, your, your next thing besides the mm-hmm. Kyles and the Scots and the mm-hmm. Franks and all them is to constantly remind mm-hmm. the people around you yeah. that you are want to be staffed. Yes. Your key yes. is telling them why. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I'm really glad that because your first show mm-hmm. that you wrote mm-hmm. was a network show. Mm-hmm. Hit show, by the way, mm-hmm. and let's get it clear. <laughs> 14 years, yeah. But, um, but people are going to label, oh, he worked on NCIS. Can he write right. them? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. But that's actually more right. you. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? With the writing samples, is hey, you know, exactly. can he write Bel Air? Check out the tenor. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. So you, that's why your connection yeah. to what you write has yeah. to be so important to the way yeah. you explain yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I have a lot of people who always like, you know, I want to write, I want to write or whatever. And like, let's just say they write mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
procedurals. Yes, yes. But they're like trying to meet with somebody who does, you know, fucking The Walking Dead or something. And I'm right. like, that's not you. Right. But right. just because they're staffing, yes. you're trying to get on, that's the wrong yes. show. Yes. You're not going to be happy. Yes. You know, that's yes. why I'm glad to hear that you were able to find your connection mm-hmm. in a procedural mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is difficult to find. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. And when I tell you this is such confirmation from a conversation that I had with Steve Harper earlier this week, you are literally confirming, confirming, confirming the importance first of knowing who you are, yep. how that connects to your work. Yep. So that way you're just not throwing paint at the wall and right. hoping something sticks. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, what's been the conversations this, actually, this would be the third time, and I believe in, you know, rule of threes and, like, you know, <laughs> synchronicity because it was Steve. And then I actually even rewrote my bio oh, really? and had the conversation with my um, manager because – and then this is, like, the third conversation mm. of understanding the importance of knowing yourself, how that connects to your work, and literally just, like – as you said, aside from the Kyles and the Franks and the Scots, like getting those relationships with the people that live, work, and thrive in that lane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it can get, you can't fatigue yourself out because, you know, l- learn from lived experience, like of just trying to to work in the business and work in the, you know, that, you know, my younger self as in like, 2018 2019 Mm -hmm. that was the the thing and i was like and then you find yourself fatigued because you're working hard and not necessarily smart yeah that's why most people only last two to three years the most and they're gone wow most people wow you know it's kind of like um this is just a sidebar Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like this is why most people think like their kids are just in a fad of something or it's just Mm -hmm. a phase because phases only last two to three years so think about yeah. this. Yeah, like yeah. you're wearing your, your baseball hat right yeah, now, right? Yeah, You might be doing that for two or three years and be like, I, I, I'm, right. I'm right. tired of people thinking I'm just some whatever walking right. around. Right, right, like right. I'm, I like hip hop, but I ain't that deep. Right. Whatever, whatever the thing is, right? <laughs> right. Like you just start changing mm-hmm. the style that you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. because of whatever. So it's kind of the same yeah. theory yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. where you tried all the, and you, you hit it on the nail. You try mm-hmm. all these things and they don't work. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you go, I might as well go back home where I can right. get free rent and all that right. other shit. Right. This just wasn't meant for me. It's right. like, no, you didn't, yeah. you didn't pivot. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? You, yes. you forgot that. Yes. And I always use this as an analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm huge on um, um, Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a podcast I listen yeah. to called The Pitch. Okay. Okay. It's more I've like. I've heard about that. So good. Yes. I've heard so about good. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to listen to how they, mm-hmm. even though they're pitching tech stuff a right. lot. Right. 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 You learn. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. the good ones you can take from. Right. 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 And so what, here's what I found is everybody who sells mm. most of the time sells something that they pivoted to. Mm. So they might have started this tech thing and realized it's the little dial that turns is actually mm. the part that they wanted. You know what I mean? But you're yeah. like, no, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, no, it's the dial thing. The we dial. need that. Yes. I'm just, you know, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you pivoted, that's when you became a billionaire. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But you right. have to be open right. to not getting married to the thing you're yes. doing. But most yes. people are like, no, it has to be this way. Yeah. Or the only, yeah. I have to move to LA. I have to yeah. all of a sudden get yeah. all the auditions, right. which doesn't happen, bitch. <laughs> doesn't happen. <laughs> like, who are you fooling? Exactly. Good luck with that. Right. Exactly. But everybody has illusions of grandeur, yeah. Yeah. whether they're a writer, director, producer, yeah. or whatever, when they come to LA or New York, mm-hmm. they think. Mm-hmm. 
because they're there mm -hmm. and they see all the bullshit that mm -hmm. you and I see on mm -hmm. Instagram, mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. only show you the good. Listen. You know what I'm Listen. saying? They don't see the day-to-day exactly. -day grind exactly. that it took to get to that red card. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Yes. Like, as I was saying, you know, uh, and bringing this back, you know, circling back around to, like, even why I got into the award show circuit, mm -hmm. um, and I <clears> love it. I love it, but... What I love about it, and so what do you mean to explain the award show? Okay, circuit? so um, I started off first working as a PA. On right. a, uh, I was a Television Academy Foundation um, uh, intern. I just joined the TV Academy. Hey, <laughs> I've waited forever. That's like fine. Hey, I'll go. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we can vote, right? Vote, vote, vote. So um, I was in there, the foundation's alumni program, while I was in school. Uh, that's when I worked at Valhalla. So. Okay. A lot of a lot a lot a lot of coverage and reading scripts which I still love to this day mm -hmm. I actually do coverage on scripts still and okay. like just cuz but that's a different thing. tangent um but through that I was like I want to work the Emmys mm. I want to work so granted the Television Academy mm. Foundation wasn't directly connected to like the production of it right. but the the mindset behind that was I just want to stay in spaces mm -hmm. of people that are doing the work and doing it at high levels. Um, so whether I'm a PA taking out trash, which is how I met Anthony Anderson, I was literally about to take out some trash, mm -hmm. and um, Chris Spencer was just like, because you know they know I'm I'm proud of Compton. He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you got to meet da 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 da. Mm -hmm. So we connected over that. Uh, being from Compton, but it was just being in the energy of the business of people who really, really right. want this, right. working, putting in the work, and then of course that manifesting into like they're nominated or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so from there, then I realized, oh, these are like like the same people do all of the award shows. So working yeah. that Emmys in 2019, <clears throat> I just started, then I moved over to working with like talent and all of that kind of stuff. And it just gave me FaceTime with all the nominees yep. and FaceTime with the managers and FaceTime with, and it's more so, and it's less about, I don't get there and pitch myself at mm -hmm. all. It's literally just being in the space right. and, and it, and that space both inspiring you and and reminding you that these people that are walking on stage to present awards and these people that are walking on stage to accept awards and even everyone that's nominated mm -hmm. once started off with the seed of a dream that they committed to Thanks. through the ups, the downs, the tears, the ugliness, the no's, the yeses, they held on just long enough yeah. for that one yes that changed their life for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. So getting in the award show circuit, yes, I've met, you know, b many beautiful people. Like mm -hmm. I said, Tiffany Smith on Hawaii was grooving out next to me. <laughs> so it puts you in those spaces, but it's also a reminder. Never but give up. You went to the party. Yeah. See, most people are like, I don't really want to go. I'm not a yeah. people person. Yeah. Whatever the you bullshit. Yeah. You got to go to the party. Bitch. You have. Yep. Listen. Listen. Mm -hmm. My boo will tell you. <laughs> people do not, cannot tell this of me. Right. I'm actually an ambivert that is actually more introverted. Really? I love to 
He can dance too. Don't get me that. <laughs> you know, I am actually more introverted than not. But I also realized one of my friends, Trevor. You know, when I first got back, I was a little bit more like just on the introverted side. He said. Yeah. Same thing. He said, bitch, you need to get out. <laughs> he said, you're from this city. Exactly. But if this town don't know who you are, you can know all the names. You can read all the books. You can study. But if they don't know you, mm-hmm. that's called a perfect candidate for unemployment. Facts. And when I tell you, I started, like, of course, within reason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't like partying to that. I get, right. But, yeah. but I was like, oh, damn. So that's when I started like doing the thing. So then mm. literally, of course, I was in school. So I would like work hard and write all night. But then I started to go to every panel. So that was like at CAA, mm-hmm. UTA, anything, the television academy, anything that was free, <laughs> I went to. Wait, wait, there's free things in LA? <laughs> Listen, okay. And then on top of that, I had a strategy. And this is when I, you know, I got this from when I was pledging Alpha. And this is what they made us do. Uh, well, one of the things, <laughs> but no, not incriminate, but I would be the first person at the event mm. sitting in the first row. Bro, are you doing what I was doing? Sitting the first one up to the mic mm-hmm. with an informed question that I, I had already formulated mm-hmm. but based off of research that I came in with. Okay. And of course, sometimes that question would uh, change based off of like, you know, reading the room. What are they talking about on the panel, right? right? Um, But then it was just like, to the point to where at the time she was at HBO, Caroline uh, Caroline Garcia, she worked in HR at one point in time. I literally got the nickname called Front Row. (laughs) Literally, hey, what's up Front Row? And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, but but I say that to say- God, we have some similarities. you (laughs) You know, I say that to say, Yes, do the work because the work and the writing has to speak for itself when the person says, I know you now, let me let me read you, right? But then also in order to get read, that's getting read starts with a relationship. And so then that's what I the second part that I started to work on. And then finding what is the extrovert ways and spaces that I can show up. Mm-hmm that I can be like fully present and it's not overwhelming because you know I can't just go from this introverted person to just I'm gonna hop in and think that it's not gonna feel awkward right um so then I just slowly gradually found my space and how to navigate to where now it's just second nature like oh yeah like we're invited to the Oscar after party. Great. I'll go. The Emmys after. Great. I'll go. Because then you start realizing, I realized very quick, that's where my meetings got scheduled. Yeah. Have, oh, make because sure you have your man in the room. Yes. yes. You're not there. You have to be somebody to in the be room there. where it happens. Let right. me just say that. Here's, right. here's a funny, quick little sidebar, and we got to wrap mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, no problem. Is this. Uh, so when I was coming up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and everybody knows this. Yeah. I, I had a friend of mine who had a designed shirts. Mm. You remember, I don't know if you remember, everybody used to wear these shirts that said, got script. Yes, yes. I had my friend design me all types of different styles of got scripts. And you know, I wear them a little tight, you know what I mean? Right, so right. I, I have a horror one with blood dripping right, down. Right, right, Like all these different, right. and I would sit in the front row. Because what wow. I found was, the first 
movie I sold, the first panel since 2003, 2004, the first panel I sat on where I was um, uh, on the panelists, I couldn't see anybody in the audience except for the people in the front. Wow. So I was like, if I'm sitting in the front, same thing. People, oh, you're the God script guy. Oh, you're the God. Wow. You know what I mean? It became yes. my thing yes. for years. Wow. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it became, yeah. so there's something to yeah. sitting in the front row where sitting people can see front. you. Yes. And you yes. can put a face to somebody. Yes. It could be a laugh like, oh, that's yes. funny. They'll look at right. you like, oh, right. yeah, right. you know what I mean? Yes. So yeah. there's something to that. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be mm-hmm. in the back. You can mm-hmm. be in the back all you want, but you, I'm not going to remember you. Right. There's a Look, I know, uh, you know, Auntie Rosa Parks' feet was hurting. That's why she sat down in the front. But <laughs> there's a reason. That's my reason. There's a reason. That's why, why I'm you in the back. Right to sit in the front right yes. and and even when how i said at the beginning like how i saw the intricacy of your shoes because mm-hmm. i was literally right there like <laughs> six feet away though, i was literally like wow and you are charismatic and and you know i believe I believe it was either you or at the, I remember talking to a woman who, I don't know if you're her producing partner or whatever, but talking about like a Sylvester project or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it was just being close enough to soak up the essence, energy and information. Because when you're in the front, it forces, I hope you're paying attention because that can also be seen if you're texting or, and sometimes like, I didn't have a my notebook, so I'm taking notes in my phone, mm-hmm. but also knowing that that can be seen. So how can you make sure you like you're just <laughs> it shows going. that you're present. <laughs> Voice right? <memo. laughs> it, right? Okay. And <clears throat> so so yeah, I'm I'm that person. I am that person. And as I've grown and I continue to grow, because I'm not there yet, but as I continue to grow, learning how to knowing how to end a meeting. Mm-hmm. Knowing how to end a conversation, right. knowing how to just say, hey, you know, my name is da da da. I read this about you. I've seen this show, this episode that you wrote. I love it. I study your work. Thank you for putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. I, when I was able, and it was so funny because I was fanboying over uh, Ramallah Muhammad at the BET Awards. <laughs> um, and she was like, she was shocked because, you know, usually... I, I'm assuming writers like, you know, that write episodes and that are so, you know, like don't usually, you know, when there's all these, you know, Mm -hmm. A-list actors, but I saw her and I had to remind myself, okay, calm it down and just the quick, like, that's funny. And she turned around and gave me advice. She, she literally said on like, we're on, she was walking off the stage and she just said, stay here. And stay with it. She said, my cohort from USC, the ones that are still working, are the ones that just stayed at it yep. and stayed here and didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what I was talking about. You know what I mean? Most people yep. are like, eh. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. so yeah. So, that's me. That's my experience. Well, thank um, you, man. That's dope. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. Like I said, you are literally um, and welcoming me here and just... <clears throat> perpetually being like an example of what I strive to be on my journey, reaching back, reading people's scripts, even if it's not the whole thing. One thing that you told me, like the first 10 pages, because you know a lot about the first, you know, the first 10 pages. So 
I try to even now do that for someone that just got to LA or just starting film school or Mm -hmm. someone that's looking for an internship. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've had internships. Let me help you. And that's one thing that I see that you perpetually do with so many writers that are coming up. You find a way. And of course, like, you know who, like, those people are because of the synergy but it's just like you find a way to drop gems and have dropped gems since i've like saw you in 2018 um but there has to be nothing behind it yeah you can't be doing yeah. it because yeah you know what i mean i yeah. do it because i don't want you to have to go through the shit i went through yeah you know, it's really yeah. just that simple yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. just I don't mind doing it because, right. you know, you guys can skip all these other right. rungs and right. go right to the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's my thing. But thank yeah. you very yeah. much. So really the gratitude really is good. there. Thank you once really again. Really glad to have you. Thank As you. always, good to see you. Likewise. Proud of you. So glad you got to have those experiences, especially producing that episode, writing yeah. the episode. Yeah. Because um, so many writers that I know who are... Um, get their first opportunity, mm-hmm. don't even get to go to the set, mm-hmm. don't get to produce. Mm-hmm. They have none of those experiences whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. already... Thank you. And especially because you got to shadow. Yeah. And that yeah. means you're doing it daily. It's yeah. a, it becomes yeah. a part of you. Yeah. You're already at a co-producer level just already in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Thank what I'm saying? You. So Thank that's you. how you walk in power when yes. you go to your meetings. You walk in there going, I know how to. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Thank you. With confidence. You. you know, Thank not you. like an arrogant, but just with a yes. with the confidence. Yes. And that's going to help somebody go, yeah, we could use that. Mm. You know what I mean? Thank you. It's, it's Thank now you. another superpower. So. Thank you. With that note, where can people follow you? Where are you so, on Twitter, Instagram? What are you? Yeah, so on Twitter and Instagram, it's J-O-Quinn06. That's J-O-Q-U-I-N-N-0-6. Both on Twitter and Instagram. J-O-Q-U-I-N-N-0-6. That's what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool, by the way. <laughs> Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, 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 all that shit I'm everywhere just under my name just like Jamil did you gotta brand your name mm-hmm. don't be writer at something <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, you guys can please go on iTunes Stitcher Apple Podcasts whatever you guys listen to Spotify we're all over the world please give us a five star review we need that from the metrics please go on screenwritersrr.com we have t-shirts on there we have a Patreon page you guys could donate there we appreciate the support because um, we do this for free and we just drop game um, Whew, yes. Hope you guys enjoy it and stuff like that. Uh, Chris will be back in a couple weeks. Um, I'm doing a bunch of like one-on-ones right now um, for just a minute. Um, I think yeah, Chris is going out of town, and I'm I'm trying to like um, stack up a bunch of mm-hmm. these shows right now mm-hmm. because I'm gonna be shooting this project yeah. for Ben. Yeah. So yeah. there's just a lot of shit going on. Um, <laughs> anyway, join with me for 2023. Yes. Okay. Yes. You guys yes. know how we do it on the rant room. Thank you again, Jamil. Thank you. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Jamil? 2023. Peace, y'all. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. So you wanna 
be a rider Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the rent room